Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of I Dig Your Soul Podcast with your host, Nadia Khalil. Today's show, today is Monday morning. It is 5.30 in the morning in L.A., and it is February 1st. Let's say that again. We've already been there, done that with January, and here we are on February 1st. For some reason, time going by, like, it just excites me in an interesting way that what we're doing is... It doesn't matter. We start to realize that time doesn't matter, that what we do in our days is really what matters, no matter what day it is, no matter what year it is, no matter what time it is. None of it really matters, and yet as we see it go by, we see life start to tell us a story. Life tells us so many stories. If we're really paying attention, what you do every day is telling a story. Why you do it is telling a story. Who you interact with, what you eat, it's a direct reflection of your mind and what your mind is doing, what it wants to do, and why it wants to do it. And then there's this little added feature that we tend to put into our days that we don't need And it kind of suffocates the life out of whatever we're doing and puts us in this weird place. And that's pressure. Pressure. Because pressure pushes. Pushes the outcome away. And when you have pressure and you want to release that pressure, now really think about this one and you want to release that pressure, you will settle at anything to make that pressure go away. A great example of this would be someone who's single, and everybody's pushing them to partner up. You know, what are you doing single? You need to have a partner because that person may or may not believe, and generally a lot of people believe, you will only be happy with a partner. There are some people that are perfectly fine on their own. Maybe forever, maybe at different times in their lives, but it's their business, even if it's something that they're not happy about themselves. 
But let's say that person isn't happy about it themselves. Let's say that person feels insecure and somebody pressures them or they feel that pressure from family, from friends, from all of them. They will settle at anyone. They'd be like, see, look, look what I found instead of who I found, why I found, what we love about each other. Or a job, you need money. You have a lot of pressure to pay your bills. You take any job that comes your way as opposed to looking for the right place where you'd want to stay. Because these situations, these examples aren't temporary. If you bring someone in your life, that has to go away at some point if you don't have the right feelings and they were just there to fill a spot. And the same with a job. Another pressure, your kid keeps bugging you. I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this over and over and over and over again. You're like, we don't have enough money. We don't have time to do that. We don't have enough money. We don't have time to do that until they wear you out and you say, okay. And then you let the kid kind of do it without your supervision because you actually didn't want to do it, nor did you have the time, nor did you have the money. So now you're cutting corners somewhere else and that pressure pushed away the possibility of teaching patience. Accepting a job that isn't right for you pushes away the possibility of finding the job you want. Having somebody come in just to fill a spot pushes away you finding the person that's right for you. Pressure pushes away every responsibility that we have to do our best. It's like ego in a pressure cooker. So how did I even think of this? So every Saturday, we go grocery shopping. This is with COVID times because we just don't go out that much because, of course, we're living with someone who is extremely high risk and COVID would not be their friend at all. And it's not that we're not scared of getting it. I don't want to get it. No one wants to get it. But we're super careful. So we go out this one time, and we go out and get all our groceries for the week and whatever. So on our way there, I just kept seeing the same things I see every week. I see homeless encampments. I see businesses that have closed down, a lot of for lease um, signs along the way. And I'm like... Gosh, this just feels like, how are we going to fix this? How are we going to help people? How are we going to get the mentally ill help? How? Sometimes it makes me cry. Sometimes I roll my window. Now I bring extra cash to do that may not fix the problem, but it will fix today because how do you eat an elephant one step at a time? And if it fixes the day for a few people that day, that's fine. Every time I do it, I cry, not like bawl my eyes out. I just tear up. Part of it is happiness that I can give someone else a few dollars and help them. 
And the other part is sadness, that I have to see it. And I start to feel this pressure, like, God, you know, are you really using me right here? Like, am I missing something? And I realized I'm not because I don't have control of running the world. But one conversation at a time, one person at a time, that's how we share love. That's how we share love. I have a friend who goes out every Saturday and collects bagels from a bagel shop and collects clothes from people and goes out and hands that out every Saturday. Everybody's trying in their own way, and that's really what's most important. But under pressure, if you're leading, you're trying to do too much too fast, and it's not well thought out. Like we say, well, it's COVID times. All the empty hotels have to give up their hotels and put homeless people in them. That's pressure speaking. That's saying, I need to do something to show these people I care. I'm an elected official, and I've got to kind of show up. (coughs) But what they didn't think out was how they were going to get these people out. Imagine you're homeless and, and they give you a place and then they take it away. Is that worse than ever having it? I don't know. We don't know. Would I want to be the person who gets it and has it taken away or would I rather stay the same? I don't know pressure we put people in that position because pressure pushes away possibilities so going back to the story of me driving to get groceries on Saturdays Christ said to me louder than a mega you know those um, bullhorns the bullhorns in my head pressure pushes possibilities away and I'm driving So I tell my son, can you text me this sentence? So he texts it to me, and he goes, oh, wow, I get that. And I go, yeah, I think we all get it, but how do we do it? How do we not allow pressure to push us into putting our life on a different road than we really would like to be on? How do we do that? think about it and I thought about it for like all of Saturday and then yesterday I woke up and it's still stuck in my mind because we've all been in that place where we were like oh my god I ran out of money oh my god I hope I mean if this person doesn't like me and they don't go out with me I don't know what I'll do if I don't get this job as though it's the only job in the world, but we put the pressure on it, we are pushing it away. Pressure is desperate. And we do some crazy stuff in desperate thinking. So when you start feeling like you're under the thumb of life, it opens up our insecurities and it puts us in a position to prove to ourselves that we can deliver somehow. But there's this thing called trust. 
And when you feel that pressure and you feel that valve just open up and you're under it. Sometimes when people want to lose weight and they know that losing weight is a process, it's a life decision. Because you don't just lose weight in a day. You don't say on Friday, I want to lose weight and I want to lose 10 pounds and on Monday you're 10 pounds lighter. That doesn't work. And some people actually try to do that by just not eating at all because they associate it with not eating as opposed to eating the right food. Those are two different stories to tell. Weaning yourself off certain foods or whatever it is you do, it is not going to happen in three days. But people like go on these starvation diets or they decide, (coughs) excuse me, that they are only going to drink for three days. And then they do lose a lot of water weight. But then as soon as they eat again, it's back. So why do that to yourself? Because that pressure actually hurts your body. The heart is affected by fluctuating weight too fast. So how do we handle pressure in our lives? Because at some point, it hits. It hits. How do we respond with truth, with love, with purity, with releasing it? How do we get that trust that we think about and hope we have in every situation we can? And I know this is going to sound funny, but in the worst of your pressure, set aside some time to sit alone. Because a lot of times we ignore ourselves because we fill our days with things that allow us to ignore ourselves. In the midst of it, literally go for a walk. Don't overcommit yourself. Prioritize the things you're going to do. I have to take a drink of water. I'm so sorry. One second. Thank you for waiting. That was a first, but something's in my throat and it wants to just like hijack my voice. And the other thing to do is to break your projects into smaller steps. Because all of these things involve a process, which is the opposite of pressure. When we have a process, pressure doesn't have such an easy road into us. breaking anything into smaller steps. So I have to tell you a story. One Sunday I woke up with a ton of pressure. We had This was when I wasn't on the radio, those six weeks, and we really had the health issues. We still have them, but they're manageable now. We've gotten answers, certain medications. We've kind of now we're in a same old, same old routine. But at that time, every day was a new day. We didn't know if we were going to make it or not, like literally one side to the other. And I felt this pressure 
to save from this illness. I felt that. Every day I was like beating my head against the wall. I was Googling stuff, trying to figure it out, making sure everything was okay. And I realized that I was not breathing. I felt so much pressure to make everything okay that, you know, um, how you wear like a Fitbit or something like that, and it just kept saying, breathe, breathe, (laughs) breathe, breathe. And I'm like, gosh, I'm not breathing. How do I like stop and breathe? Well, I don't have time to do that. I've got this to do and that to do, and I'm responsible for meals, and they have to be the right meals. I don't want to hurt this person. I don't want to inadvertently not know that I'm hurting them. How can I do all of this? And I took it all on. And I realized I was doing the work of a dietitian and of a a healthcare worker and of a, a medical expert as much as I can from what they told me. And I'm doing everything, the nurse. And I'm like, wow, I'm like trying to pull off being five people. Well, that's a stretch. I never tried that hard before. And then I said, gosh, you know, I don't even have a time to shower. I don't have time to eat. I made everyone else food I didn't eat. And all of a sudden I'm dropping weight. Because I was so engrossed in saving a life. The fix-it person. And then one Sunday, I woke up. And I said, why am I just going to sit at my desk and hold my breath, searching for answers on the Internet? I think I found as many answers as I could find to date. I already know what to do. I have this time while everyone's asleep, not just to hold my breath that everyone's going to wake up and I'm under that gun again. But why don't I go take a shower? Something that simple I was not willing to do easily. And I, I took that shower that I kept saying I didn't have enough time for. And I took my time. And I made it an event. I brought in my iPad. And at the time, the news was big. You know how everything was changing with the elections and that. And I was so riveted by how it was all playing out. And I I put the TV part on. I could hear it. I didn't have to see it. I brought water in. I mean, I literally was in there for two hours. And when I came out of there... I took a deep breath naturally. I didn't say, oh, I better breathe, like I did under pressure. I just breathed, or took a breath, as breathed the word. I took a breath. And it felt good that I took care of myself, tension, just to doing something like taking a shower. And that day reminded me, because sometimes when we are under pressure, 
we don't even think about handling pressure or I mean handling stress. We just think about the pressure. But from that day forward, instead of just waking up thinking, oh, my God, they're all going to wake up soon, or, oh, my God, you know, this is going to happen, or that's going to happen. I was so scared that, you know, I was going to see what I saw again. And then I said, whatever happens, I've already seen the worst of it. They flatlined in front of me. I called 911. They came back. I saw the worst of it. I now know how I would react in that situation. But I have to be strong too. But where was the kicker in all of this? So at the time, because we didn't know we would need or if we would need this, I was researching hospice because I didn't understand that much about hospice. And if this didn't answer my questions of pressure, nothing could have. In hospice, they come to your home looking at two patients, not one. They treat the caregiver as a patient, and they treat the person that is ill as a patient. And I go, oh, my God, to them, I'm a patient. And then I read this whole thing about caregiver support. And I realized there was a whole world of people who'd already been where I was. I just never needed that information, but it was there. Stuff written from years ago all the way up to today. All of those little findings all of those little things took the pressure off and replaced it with knowledge and process. With knowledge and process. At that time, I learned about anticipatory grieving. Who would have ever thought of that one? Because we only think of grieving after an event that you don't want to happen. But then when I realized I was going through that, holding my breath, scared this might happen, scared that might happen, it's not in my control. Nobody's life is in anyone's control. They will come when it's meant for them to come, and they will leave when it's meant for them to leave, no question. But the pressure, which is ego, trying to push us away from any possibilities, was telling me I was going to save this person. Now, what if I thought that before I had this knowledge and I was still under that pressure cooker brain and something happened to them? How would I have felt? I would have blamed myself. You know, people who blame themselves. If I just called them back, if I just went to, and you know, if I, if I, if I would have, should have, could have, Ego's best tool. One of his best tools. I would have lived with that for the rest of my life. There would be ego, the robber without a gun, coming in and telling me 
that I made a mistake and because I did, this happened. Imagine all the range of crazy thoughts I had in that time. I would have felt guilty for, saddened for, ill-equipped for, unable to have accomplished for. I would have pulled all that on myself because ego would be like, yay, I won, I won, look, she's suffering. I just took away the rest of her life of a feeling really good down to her toes. Boy, I did it. That would be ego. But just because I took the time to take that bath and took the time to think things through, and it's not the only bath I've ever taken, but it was a significant one. Because that was in the time I had to fight the pressure to get back to myself. Even if you order takeout and you go pick it up and you just sit in your car and eat it by yourself just to give yourself the space to say, hey, this is my day. I can take a break. I can step back so that I can step in fully. I know by now, with pressure or not, the day is still going to happen. Why am I going to hurt myself while it is happening? I know better, but boy, this one sure took me for a loop. When you can talk that way to yourself, you have just given yourself. The one thing that ego can't fight. And that is your awareness that it's in the house. Because ego comes in, I say it all the time, like your best friend. Oh, you don't have time to do that. You've got to take care of this person because if you don't and they're not okay, it's your fault. Blame, blame, blame. Pointing fingers. Judgment. The whole kit and caboodle. The whole thing. Imagine. Imagine its power. Because it has the many faces of ego. And pressure is one that you think you can't help. That we believe is happening to us. So we feel like we don't have the tools to manage it. Well, I have to. It's my deadline. They'll recommend you going somewhere and sitting with no distractions for a few minutes and recollecting your reasoning. Why am I doing this? Why does it have to be this way? Will I be under pressure long term or short term? Can I handle it? We start to ask pressure questions. We start to wonder why, why we needed it. What was the point of that pressure? What is the point of that pressure? Because now, now that I feel like I can look that pressure in the eye 
and say, hey, wait a minute, I got this. I, I figured out that I really don't need to feel you because with you, this was a horrible experience for me. But without you, I'm taking better care of myself. I'm getting all the work, the same work done that I was getting before. But now I'm breathing and I'm eating and I'm sleeping. Now I've built a foundation of support for myself. I'm utilizing my children and my friends as much as I could, as they utilize me as much as they can, without feeling like I have to keep apologizing or rushing or, you know, I couldn't do this because or I could do this because. It all balanced itself out once I faced that pressure and did not overcommit myself. I did prioritize my days, and I did break things into small steps, and I built a routine to save myself from myself. So look at pressure as a sign that you're probably not in the right place with what you're doing. You guys, I love you so much. It's already over. I will see you tomorrow on Tuesday. Have a great beginning of the week. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the I Dig Your Soul podcast. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.